Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Is God pleased with you? Throughout the book of Isaiah, God was not pleased with the children of Israel. God is a blessed God. He loves to bless his people. But here we're going to see in this chapter, as so frequently is the case in the prophecy of Isaiah, that God's not blessing, he's not helping, he's not delivering, he's not doing anything in order to assist the people. And the reason is simple. The people are in sin. God is not pleased with them because they are not committed to the will of God. So again, ask yourself that question. Is God pleased with you? And the answer is not a guess. You need to reflect upon your life. Am I committed to the things of God? Am I serving him in his will, doing that which is pleasing to him? Am I applying his truth to my life? We don't have to be confused or uncertain. The answer is very clear whether God is pleased with us or not. Take out your Bible and look with me to the prophecy of Isaiah and chapter 59. The book of Isaiah and chapter 59. Now, most people, when they hear Isaiah's prophecy, they think about all the wonderful prophecies that this book does indeed contain. But here's the problem. In proportion to some very harsh prophecies, we find that the difficult, the harsh, these prophecies of judgment far outnumber these these glorious prophecies that we love and we tend to remember and the difficult ones we tend to forget god is indeed the author of all of these good things god is indeed going to move mightily in the last days to establish his kingdom and to bring the children of israel that remnant in the last day into blessing eternal blessing But be advised, when we are not committed to the purpose of God, we're not going to reap his blessings. We are going to experience his judgment. Look, if you would, to verse 1. Isaiah 59 and verse (laughs) 1. Behold, not short is the hand of the Lord from saving. Now, short in this case can mean lacking. And the term Yad, Yad Hashem, the hand of the Lord, speaks about his power and also his ability and also his authority. So there's nothing lacking in God's ability, in God's power. He is omnipotent. He is the sovereign God. He can do all things. Now, we're going to find out why the people 
are not experiencing God saving them. And it's very simple. Their spiritual condition. If we want to know how God thinks of us, think about our spiritual condition. Whether we have experienced redemption, whether we are walking as being a new creation in Messiah, are we demonstrating, bearing witness to that? The children of Israel have been brought into a covenantal relationship with God, but they are not demonstrating that they have such a relationship with God. Verse 1. Behold, not short is the hand of the Lord from saving. And not, and the next word is heavy, but in this context, it means dull. Dull in hearing. So not dull is his ear from hearing. God hears perfectly. God is strong, but he's not responding to the people. They are confused. Why isn't God listening? Why isn't God helping us? Why isn't God moving in our situation? And he's going to tell us why he's not in the next verse. Look, if you would, to verse 2. Because, here's the reason. Because your iniquities, they have separated and literally made separation, caused this, this barrier between you and between your God. The problem is simple. It is iniquity, and not just iniquity, but also we see as we continue to read, and your sins have hid the face, and it's obviously the face of God, from you, from hearing. Now, hearing is probably related to prayers. So God's not listening to the prayers of the people. And because he's not hearing, he's hit his face, meaning it's an idiom. He's not blessing the people. They are not receiving any response from God. Now, the reason is simple. Iniquity and sin brings about an adverse situation spiritually for the people. And not just spiritually, but that that adverse spiritual condition oftentimes oftentimes manifests itself in the physical when we are in sin and iniquity we are inviting and we are empowering the enemy against us inviting him into our our life and empowering him to wreak havoc to bring about adversity to bring about an exposure of our shamefulness before god And the situation gets worse. Look, if you would, now to verse 3. He says here, for your palms. And we're dealing with this this part of the hand. Hand, when it's the word yad, power, authority, ability, action, deed. But when we talk about kaf, it's more of evaluating, looking at one's actions, one's deeds, one behavior. So he says, Look at verse 3. For your palms are defiled with blood. And we're going to see with the shedding of innocent blood. So your palms are defiled with blood. And your fingers with iniquity. Your lips, they speak falsehood. And your tongue, it has evil that it 
utters now this word for evil is not the normal one it's one that speaks of having malice in your heart and because of how you feel or because of your objectives your thoughts for yourself what you believe that you are entitled to you behave in a very unkind in a wicked way in a way full of malice against someone else and we see that this is the exact opposite of what the people should be expressing and what is that the spirit of the torah and i say that because the foundation of the torah is to love your neighbor as yourself that's what paul teaches the believer in the book of galatians so they are demonstrating a very different different behavior they are showing something that is in conflict with love your neighbor as yourself verse four now the nation is absent a man of god no one is interested in what god is interested in and if you're wise that's going to be something that you're going to explore what is it that god is interested in and then you want to participate in that and when you are participating your life in what god is interested in you can be assured that god is going to display interest in your life in your situation that his hand won't be short and his ear won't be dull unto your your cries verse verse four there is no one who calls in righteousness that means calls unto the lord prayerfully for the purpose of righteousness there is no one who calls in righteousness there is no one that that is making judgment being judged by faith meaning this no one and it's an idiom no one is applying faith to how they render judgment and that's simply a term which means in making decision faith is set aside they are not utilizing faith as part of their decision making process he says trusting what are they trusting in they're trusting in and this word is the word tohu which appears in the book of genesis in chapter one and verse one in regard to the condition of creation that originally it was out of order and what they are doing is trusting believing in disorder that they can violate the things of god and it's not going to be adverse for them it's not going to be unpleasant for them they're trusting in other words in lies and they speak what they say about this they speak vanity that which is futile that which will have no lasting effect in a good way they conceive meaning they think and they think about trouble now the word that's used here is a word that speaks about troubling other bringing adversity into the lives of others they conceived what they want what their objectives are and then they follow that up with saying how am i going to deal with that person how can i exploit them how can i use them how can i get from them what i want or it may be that one reaches the conclusion this person 
is an obstacle this person is the one that stands between me and what my flesh wants and therefore notice what it says they conceive conceive trouble and they give birth to what and give birth to aven which is wickedness now that word aven is a word that is in conflict and contrast to setic righteousness so instead of producing righteousness that which is a kingdom adjective no they produce what is wicked and is in conflict with the character of the kingdom verse 5. now in verse 5 we're going to see a analogy a illustration of what the people are doing we have in verse 5 the eggs of a viper and what happens well they they hatch so these little vipers are going to to come forth so their behavior is is giving birth bringing vipers and this is a a illustration of that which is dangerous that which is threatening so when we behave like that we're inviting vipers and what we might understand from that as some do is that this is a type of invitation of demonic presence when you behave that way thinking wickedly doing that which is in conflict with god's will you are inviting and empowering demonic influence in your life and in your situation so the eggs of a viper is hatched and it's like weaving a spider's web meaning this when a spider weaves a web it is to capture something and that's what's happening you are going to capture something in such behavior but it's not going to be something that is good it's going to be something that is is attacking you he says that that the food from the one who eats the one who eats from their eggs what will happen well the the image is that the eggs are hatched a web is weaved and they catch and when you eat from this when you participate from such things notice what it says such one the one who eats from these eggs they literally he will die and then it talks about how the the substance of what comes forth from being hatched it says it is a viper from such activity what you are producing what comes forth the natural outcome is a viper and he just wants to emphasize again this is how the people are behaving they're experiencing hardships problems demonic influence the the activity of the enemy and i'm talking about the spiritual enemy all of this because of their behavior it's not that they are a victim it's not that that this is happening randomly or by choice this is happening because of the decisions the unrighteous the ungodly decisions that the people are making verse verse six their web now this is a word that 
when it's used in in conjunction with a spider we know it's a spider web but it's literally a word that means like a thread and of course garments garments are comprised of threads and what it says here concerning such activity look at verse six their threads now it's related to the spider web but here their threads will not be for for a garment and and not will cover them what with their deeds now what it's saying is this their deeds are not going to be a covering for them meaning this there are things we've heard people say you go to a store and and the salesperson suggests this and you think to yourself i i wouldn't be caught dead in such an outfit well deeds good deeds we wear with a sense of of delight with a sense of thanksgiving so when you are clothed with good deeds you have glory you have a a god-pleasing testimony but but when you are clothed with shame things that you say i wouldn't want to be caught dead in this is the the intent of this statement that the people are are weaving garments through their evil and wicked activity that they don't want to wear as clothes they would be ashamed of and it says because they are deeds of of wickedness and their action is action of violence which is in their their palms now one of the things we see in the scripture is when one worships they lift up holy hands and here we're talking about palms showing there is no stain nothing that is is uh of displeasure to god but here quite the contrary is being being given to us that their palms show the activity of violence for the sake of violence verse 7 their feet to evil they run and they are quick to to shed innocent blood and their thoughts are thoughts of wickedness and then we have two words showed the shever showed some will say that it means destruction but but what it speaks about is one being plundered one being robbed one suffering a great loss and the next word shever is more of the the modern hebrew we would use the word ason which is catastrophe so they are experiencing loss a great loss and it all comes in the form of a catastrophe and it says look at that last part theft and destruction is in their pathways they are moving towards that why because they're moving for the objectives of their flesh not being motivated by truth not walking according to the instructions of god but under the influence of their own desires which are for for iniquity and sin verse 8 the way of peace now peace here means the fulfillment of god's will so the way 
that that fulfills the purposes the will of god they do not know there is no justice in their their ways now here it's a word for how they're living their life it's a word that's rooted in the concept of a circle or a cycle and we know that life is just that a cycle we begin spring summer fall winter then spring again we have the whole holidays they go around in a circle and what it's saying here is life this word speaks about life living out your life and we learn that there there is no justice in their lives and their pathways are are crooked this word crooked means that they are stubborn they they are crooked in the sense they are are constantly moving away in a stubborn manner away from the instructions of god so they are bent in the wrong direction that's what it means crooked but there's an emphasis on being stubborn in this case and all all who walk who step upon it that way he will not know no peace he won't know the fulfillment of god's will now what's it speaking about here the fulfillment ultimately of the will of god is the establishment of his kingdom that's what god wants to do and such behavior is not moving us towards the kingdom it is moving us away from the kingdom and will cause us not to be part of that kingdom people now again he's talking to people who have not yet been regenerated messiah has not come and done that work these are not a saved people these are individuals that are looking for the work of messiah they are waiting for his redemption but if they continue like this his work is not going to be a blessing or be an impact in their life look now to verse 9 therefore far away is justice from from him from this one and they will not they will not obtain righteousness it says here we hope for light but behold darkness for a strong light and what is it in abundant darkness we walk so here it speaks about how even when the people hope for the right thing they're not going to receive it because god is not willing to participate with them until they truly repent until they seek god's grace until they are one who experiences the the work of redemption in their life and right now god isn't interested in that the people are an unredeemable people because they're not happy with their experience but they're not willing to change their behavior to have a different experience verse 10. (laughs) notice the last part of this last verse had to do with darkness thick darkness we have the word choshek and the word afela and afelot it's in the plural so abundant thick darkness and therefore he continues this theme look at verse verse 10. it says we we grope meaning we're, we're searching with our hands as blind ones 
for the wall and and our eyes it's like we don't have any eyes we we grow and we stumble in the noontime as though it's nighttime and in tombs as dead ones meaning this we are heading and we're going to stumble and we're going to fall into tombs like the dead what is he saying you are spiritually dead you are like blind men you cannot find your way and the path that you're on we've just discovered in the previous verse what their path is like and it leads to death spiritual death and also physical death and this is speaking about that punishment that eternal condemnation look now to to the next verse verse 11. we we growl as bears all of us and then this growling shows that they're mad a mad bear but it also says as doves and doves it's speaking here about sadness sadness we we utterly uh announce we we proclaim we hope for justice now because of the utter corruption of of the city and the people we hope for justice but there is not for salvation but it is far from us why verse 12 it's not because god's unable or unwilling he wants to he's willing to he's able to but the problem is this for our transgressions they are multiplied before you and our sins they they answer us now that means when the god looks at them to see where they are spiritually it's their sins that provide the answer and and it's why when god looks at them he sees that they are afflicted ones because of this transgression in their life last part of verse verse 12 for our transgressions are with us and our iniquities we know them this is speaking about them willfully cognitively choosing sin transgression and iniquity that is their spiritual condition and even though they're unhappy with the situation we don't see much in the way of wanting to turn away wanting to repent in order to to turn to god they want god to simply stop their discomfort stop the the enemy stop the unpleasant things in their life but they're not wanting to stop the sin verse 13. crime and deceit is is basically how they're responding to the lord with crime meaning transgression but total violation of his word and being deceitful denying it before the lord and it says that that they are moving away from from our god they are moving away from our god and in the the matter of oppression that's where they are they speak oppression and apostasy 
And what happens? It says here, it conceives and utters from the heart words of falseness. So all of this is producing deceit, lies, falsehood. And obviously because of that, you can't find truth. The whole community is full of what we could call deceitfulness. They have chosen a lie. And it's all futile. It's all in vain. It'll produce nothing that they want. They want the goodness of God, but they're living against ever being recipients of that. Verse verse 14. And they turn away from justice and righteousness. They stand at a distant from. So justice and righteousness they they get away from they want nothing to do with that for on the street in public truth stumbles meaning truth is put down truth is ignored and also equity uh is not not able to come god wants to bring about equity meaning justice fairness he wants the ones who do good to receive good. But here, the condition of the people and the cities in which they live are so corrupt, so ungodly, that that there is only injustice for everyone, even the one who, who wants to do the right thing. Equity is not able to come. Verse 15. And truth shall be, be missing. And the one who turns from evil. Now, most Bibles say will be a prey. But what it speaks of, it's a word for going crazy. It's a word for, for behavior that is, is intolerable. One that, that if someone behaves in such a riotous way, they come. So what God is saying here is the one who wants to turn away from evil that is going against society just as if someone would behave in a riotous way causing great problems the police would come take him away remove him from the public he's a threat well it's saying here one who turns from evil is seen as a threat and will will be dealt with it is like a an animal that someone is hunting for food and they would want to to fall upon them to to get that animal and eat it and it says the lord did something the lord looked and it was evil in his eyes for there was no justice verse 16 he looked and there was no man Meaning this, there was no one that was interested in the things of God. No one, no one who, who was, was interested in God was amazed because there was no one who was interceding for this situation. And therefore, what happened? It says here, his, his arm, and this is a reference to Messiah, his arm saved for him meaning his son 
Now, this is the word. We need to pause for a moment. The word zeroa is arm, but it's not from the elbow down, from the hand and the elbow down, we use the term yad. From the elbow up, including the shoulder, shoulder, we're speaking about zeroa. Zeroa is arm, but it comes from the word zera, which is a seed or an offspring. If it's masculine, it would be a male offspring or a son. And therefore, it has the idea of a son, the son of God, Messiah. Now, here, Zeroah is, is used in the feminine, and feminine is a redemptive gender, meaning oftentimes God is put in the feminine. We have the term lacha or lach. It means to you. But lach is to you feminine. Lacha is to you fe- masculine. So it's very important when we speak of gender, the gender is not really identifying God, but it's revealing the character that God is is acting with, the attributes and the activity. So we look here once more, verse verse 16, where it says, his arm uh, saved for him. He did the work of salvation. And his righteousness, he leans upon or supports him meaning god's righteous desires are carried out he trusts his son in order to bring about and therefore he this redeemer and we're coming to the concept of redeemer in a moment this redeemer righteousness will be as his armor just says as armor and the helmet of salvation is upon his head and he will dress garments of vengeance will be his attire and then we see that the the wrapping up in a a coat of zeal so he's going to be be dressed up in a coat full of zeal verse 18 according to and this would be deeds according to their response how they behaved according to deeds is according to how he's going to repay he's going to pay with with wrath to his enemies and a recompense this is a a payment in response to his enemies and the islands this is the faraway places even there it's telling us a recompense he will pay so it's speaking about messiah coming in order to bring wrath and to bring judgment and a recompense a payment now many years ago probably around uh 60 years ago there was a very well-known sermon called uh payday and it speaks about god one day doing just that rendering payment giving to everyone what they deserve and payday is not a good day for those who have not first experienced redemption and we'll talk about that in a moment look now to to verse 19. here we have the concept of 
fear the fear of the lord and it says based upon god's judgment his wrath being displayed this payday taking place which is another term for judgment day verse 19 they will fear from the west the name of the lord and in the east his glory so it's the name which is synonymous with character that manifests the character of god that manifests his glory for shall come it will come as a a river the the enemy so the enemy is going to come as a river and the spirit of the lord will do something the spirit of the lord will be set up as a a banner against him so this is an important concept words of significance are used in this this verse it speaks about an enemy coming quickly so an enemy rushing like a river flowing quickly but god is going to set up his banner which is also a reference to messiah against all evil this enemy verse 20 now i've tried to get through these first 19 verses fairly quick because of the last two now i've made mention to you that this verse that we're going to be looking at right now is said every day in a synagogue it is a important verse when any verse is read every day no matter what they read it it says something about that verse and there's a promise remember what i said earlier you do not want to be in a situation that judgment comes god's wrath is poured out and you are not redeemed what we find here is that's going to be the condition of the survivors of israel in the last days they are going to be unredeemed but not unredeemable they are going to be in a a position that's not good they are vulnerable the enemy is killing two-thirds of the jewish people are going to be put to death but notice what it says here verse 20 in the midst of this very very bad time the enemy is getting the upper hand on the children of israel the people are dying numerously but it says and will come to zion a redeemer that redeemer is yeshua and what is he going to do this is a last days prophecy he is going to turn the transgression away from jacob the transgression that's in him god is going to move it away through the work of messiah and notice how this verse ends neum adonai which is a word of promise thus god has said declared god when god declares it we can believe it and then he says my this verse 21 and i let's just read it literally and i this is my covenant them now we would say with them but that would be etam this is otam you say what's the difference this demands that the word briti is is my covenant but there's a play on words here because they're using a word which means covenant but in the verbal form in this case is word for purity so notice what it says verse 21 
and I this. Now, when the word zot in Hebrew stands alone, it speaks about the primary thing, the main objective. This. This is the key thing. So he says, and I, it's all coming about because of I, God. This is the primary thing, and I will purify them. Now, it's a play on words because he purifies them in the midst of a covenant. He establishes that covenant with them. But here, that play on words that teach us what that covenant is, it brings purity into our life. Said the Lord, said the Lord. It's a future event, but he's promising it. And what is he going to do? The outcome of this new covenant, my spirit, which will be unto you and my words which i will place in your mouth they will not depart from your mouth and from the mouth of your seed meaning your offspring and from the mouth of the offspring of your offspring said the lord again a word of promise from now from when that happens that promise is going to to remain unto olam olam is a an adjective that describes the kingdom so he's saying this is the kingdom experience redemption is coming for my people he is going to do what through that gospel there's only one way for this to be a reality it's the gospel israel that remnant in the last days are going to be looking upon him and they're going to see the one that was pierced they're going to mourn him for what he did on the cross they're going to recognize him And they're going to receive him the same way Thomas did, by faith. It's better to come to him by faith rather than sight. But they're going to come by sight. They're going to witness his return. And they're going to believe upon him. And he is going to turn away that that transgression that was in Jacob in the Jewish people. In other words, he's going to remove it. And what is he going to do? the primary thing he is going to establish a covenant he says my covenant but the play on words that covenant is going to produce purity with them and the outcome of that covenant is that he's going to give his spirit he says my spirit which will be upon you the redeemed and my words he says i will place in your mouth and they're not going to depart and they're not going to be apart from your children or your children's children from now on and forever when that becomes a reality it is an eternal reality and what god is telling us is this that that reality messiah has come that redeemer has done the work and if you have accepted the gospel he has turned away that sin that transgression that iniquity from you he's taken it out and he's replaced it with his spirit and therefore his word should be upon our mouth and that's going to be our eternal condition isaiah 59 a wonderful chapter the people so far away from god so uninterested but god is going to bring about his judgment he is going to allow the enemy to bring great havoc and pain and sorrow and suffering and all of that he's going to use he's not the cause of it but he's allowing it he knows it's going to happen and he's going to use it in order to bring israel all the jewish people a remnant one-third to faith 
in the last days when they are going to embrace a new covenant that that covenant of purity that covenant of redemption a kingdom covenant that will have eternal implications well i'll close with that until next time shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.